Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sean, some of the guys we spoke with, they seem to struggle with the how do you get over the hump question and that aspect of the moving forward. What is your message to your team and, and to not get discouraged and, and stay moving forward, understanding that the path hasn't been straight up yeah, I mean, uh, we've been, we've had success. Uh, obviously, not the success that that we all want, which is to win the uh, to win the Super Bowl. Um, but the the journey continues, and, and we won't stop until we get there. And that's that's the vision moving forward. And we're all frustrated on a day after a loss in the division round. That's for sure. I'm extremely proud of how far this organization has come, but not satisfied. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big believer in, in you are who you are in the last game of the season in terms of what you saw on the field, and, and, and that's um, that's what you have to address. And, and so, obviously, we weren't good enough yesterday, and, and we need to address those areas and and, um, and do what's necessary to get this organization to the Super Bowl. More specifically, what areas? And you've had you know, a day to kind of decompress, maybe watch some film, that sort of a thing. What areas do you think you need to address well, and I'll know more because um, today was really, for the most part, Adam meeting with players, exit interviews, and, and whatnot, um, and, and a team meeting at the end of it all. Um, but just overall, I mean, you look at like we talked last night. You know, the game's won; it starts, you know, and ends at the line of scrimmage. And so we've got to, you know, look at that. And then you look at the quarterback play. I thought, you know, we've, we've got a quarterback that we feel really good about and should feel good about. Um, but we all, uh, myself included, and and Josh and, and the leaders of this football team, we often have to improve uh, in certain areas to, to move this organization forward. John, do you think, in the second half of the season specifically, it was just tougher for your offense? I mean, it seemed so easy early in the year. Not easy, but, you know, it just seemed easier. And in the second half, it seemed like you guys really had to work yeah, a little bit. I, I think I know where you're going a little bit with that. And I thought early on in the year we were getting the ball a little bit quicker at times, and then later on in the year we were maybe working the ball, you know, down the field, and maybe sometimes too much. And so I think that's that's an area that we have to look hard at this off season and and evolve as an offense really in, in that regard. <coughs> Yeah, we, we were in the middle of a defensive substitution, and um, you know we put six DBs on the field and tried to get a defensive lineman out, and it wasn't getting done. Um, so we were in danger of getting called for 12 on the field, so I, I had to burn a timeout there, unfortunately. When there's a result like that, obviously, finger pointing is happening on the outside. Criticism of Ken Dorsey, 
first year play caller, things we've talked about, challenges with that. Mm-hmm. Assessing this thing overall, how do you think he did in his first full year? Yeah, there's there's um, a first year for everyone, and I thought Dorsey really did some good things, and then there's some things that he can learn from as well. And I know this when you're when you're committed to a cause and you work hard at things and and you put your your uh, put the team first that you know you learn you learn from experiences and uh, and so like like all of us we have to learn from the, from the experience. Sean, I know it's it's so fresh and early in the, <coughs> the here, but can you commit to both of your coordinators, Ken and, and Leslie, being back next season? Yeah, I'm not going to get into into staff right now, Jay. I just obviously you know not even 24 hours uh, past yesterday's game, so I'm just. Like I said, finished with the uh, with the exit interviews with the players, and, meet, and we met as a team. Sean, when you know, Mike earlier said that he felt like he let Jordan down because so much more was put on Jordan's shoulders back there in the secondary, not having Micah for most of the season. When will those conversations start when it comes to such a core piece like Jordan and you know obviously his future is up in the yeah, what we'll do um, starting tomorrow is we'll get into our evaluations of the roster uh, with the offense and defense, respectively, and then Brandon and I will follow up and meet um, <clears throat> on each one of those situations. And, and so that's really how the next couple of days will we'll look, and, and then we'll take it one day at a time after that. Specifically with Jordan, I mean, you've talked about how much he's meant to this defense, yeah. but just, I mean, <clears throat> what more can you say about what he's done and the fact that we don't know if he's going to be back next year? Yeah, that's the... You know, Jordan, as you said, Heather, I've spoken um, uh, many a time about about Jordan and what he's meant to this organization and this defense. And <clears throat> excuse me, he uh, he's just uh, he's a tough football player. He's been through a lot. He's been one of the one of the biggest leaders on our on our team. And um, I'm extremely grateful grateful for uh, the way he's led our football team and the way he's played. And obviously, this year was tough not having <clears throat> Micah back in there with him. And um, and he and he persevered through some injuries as well in his own right. So, um, you know, we'll just see what the future holds at this point for him. How much did those, some of the deficiencies and inconsistencies, whether it be finding a receiver to play opposite of Stephon Diggs or the young back, young bang, banged up back end of your secondary, or even losing a pass rusher <coughs> presence, really catch up to this team? And how do you go about addressing those issues yeah, that's part of the evaluation that we have to go through uh, over the next couple of days, and then we have to figure out, you know, uh, the positions that we value to to invest in, and and uh, and that's a decision every year. And um, it's a matchup league, you know, and and you, players, a players being available and not injured, and then and I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying like availability is important. Um, we we had some of that going on, especially on the defensive side this year, um, <clears throat> and then you know it's a matchup league. It's a it's a league driven by quarterbacks and, and offensive line and defensive line play. Hey Sean, you've invested really going back to Ed in 2019, a lot of high picks on the line, second rounders, first rounders. Do you feel <clears throat> broad strokes here? Do you feel <clears throat> satisfied with what you got from your defensive line? I thought we were probably um, more more inconsistent than I would have liked to have seen this year, um, in particular after Vaughn went down. And you know, I thought each one of those guys had their games where they played well. Um, just overall as a group, I didn't feel like, or I felt like we were a little bit too inconsistent and, uh, and yesterday being, being the latest example of that. Sean, we were in here after the trade deadline. Mickey Mines was kind of like the big addition. 
special teams, mm-hmm. but it really never felt like he was utilized in the offense. Is there any particular reason why that kind of never, I guess, just got to the point you thought it would be? Yeah, I mean, that's something that, you know, our offense looked at, and, and sometimes it takes time to, to learn the playbook. And, and um, But after that point, really, it's something that um, I felt um, that we could have done a better job with right there and, and getting him more involved in the passing game in particular on the offensive side. Sean, uh, just tell us a question. You've invested heavily on the defense in terms of draft capital, signing Vaughn last, last offseason. And to your earlier point about the last game sort of telling you the story of your season, with only scoring 10 points, do you look at this and say, some of that investment now needs to be made on the offensive side of the ball? Well, again, I think, Jay, it's, again, it's what we value, the positions that we value, because you can't pay everyone and you can't go get, you know, all, you know, elite players at every position. It's unrealistic in the, in the modern salary cap era here. So um, it's we have to place proper value on the positions that we feel will help us win a Super Bowl and then find those players at those positions that are going to help us win. What are those positions? Yeah, that's for Brandon and I and and Terry. And I mean, that's, and those are future discussions as well because the game continues to evolve and change and we have to change with it. Yeah, I thought he did some good things. You know, it's a new role, as you mentioned, for Gabe coming in, you know, as what was a, a four, number four position for us, and then stepping into that number two role. And I thought he got off to a little bit of a slow start, but then he really settled in, and I thought he played some of his best ball down the stretch here. John, the last couple of years, what concerns do you have about Stefan? Um, he's been a little bit more emotional on the sideline. You go back to the Green Bay game and what happened in the tunnel and then seeing what happened yesterday. I know he's a fiery competitor. What concerns do you have that he could become a distraction in, in, in some ways to the team? Yeah, I mean, Steph's a, a highly competitive individual, as, as we all know, and uh, that's part of the reason why we all love him, and he, he's frustrated like we all are. And, um, and so uh, he was in today, and, and he and I spoke, and, and um, I'll leave it at that. Sean, the last couple of years you guys have been very good at maintaining injuries and those kind of things. This year it seemed like it hit a little bit harder. Is there more to it than just that's football sometimes you can't prevent that? Or something? Is that part of the evaluation process? Yeah, that's part of the evaluation process. You know, We've been pretty good over the years with that. Um, a lot goes into that. Um, and, and I think a lot goes into it that we have to look at this year. We've got to turn over every every leaf and make sure that, hey, our schedule, what we're doing in the training room, what the rehab looks like, what our strength and conditioning program looks like, all of that has to, we've got to put it all on the table and say, hey, what's, what's working, what isn't working, and why we had the injuries we had. Um, there were some patterns in there as well, in particular the, the calf injury at the defensive line position. And so just like on the field when patterns happen, we have to look look into those patterns and figure out why. Sean, along the lines of injury, we did ask Josh today about his elbow, and he had indicated to us he didn't think surgery was going to be necessary, that rest and recovery was, was going to be the way to go with that. I just wanted to ask you, based on whatever discussions you've had, is, is that the way you guys see it? Yeah, I mean, as far as – I have not spoken to Nate about it, so um, but as I interacted with Josh today and, and uh, saw him, and, and we spoke um, for quite a while. Um, it does not appear that, and we really just really talked about his overall health at that point, but, but I've not heard anything the other way from Nate at this point, so I wouldn't expect that to be the case. Just one follow-up, if I could. He said it bothered him for a while, 
afterwards. And then I think what he said was really uh, up until a couple of weeks ago, he really started feeling himself. Yeah. Maybe, maybe too, to what degree was that a factor, do you think, as far as the offensive execution in the latter portion of the season? How much did you need to manage that, for lack of a better term, during the course of Yeah, I think more so when it first went down. Um, and then, you know, at each week, as each week went by, he, he grew more and more comfortable, as he said. And I think his play got a little bit more um, at times in a rhythm, and he was able to cut it loose a little bit more, so with less soreness after the fact. But, um, you know, overall, um, and that was part of my concern yesterday towards the end of the game was, you know, we're never going to, you know, just, um, we're, we're never just going to turn it, turn in the keys and say that's it, um, especially in a game like that. But I wanted to make sure he didn't uh, take any more hits down the stretch there at the end of the game, so. Yeah, I think just the resilient nature of our team. Um, you know, winning winning 13 games in the regular season. Um, I think that's that says a lot about our players. That says a lot about our coaches. Um, and uh, it's it's a tough league, right? And so you go in and you and you put your best foot forward. And unfortunately, we didn't we didn't play a very good game yesterday. And uh, and, a, and a good team beat us. So, but again, it offers a a look into uh, or a lens that we can look through and say, hey, this is. These are some of the areas we have to get better at in order for us to win. Some players talked about uh, emotionally or uh, running out of gas to some degree at the end. Did you feel that uh, there was a toll taken from the circumstances of the season overall? Injuries, you know, storms, the Yeah. Um, I mean, you could always look at that and say, as you talk about, Hey, the wise, right? You could. I'm not going to discount that, but I'm also gonna, not going to use that as an excuse, Mark. This is, um, you know, we got beat on the football field, and sometimes your energy is taken from you when the game's not going your way, and and they're having their way, the other team, and 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 so um, we were playing from behind early, and and we had a hard time catching up, and so that gets to be a drainage of your energy after a while when you're playing from behind the way we were. So. Um, you know this other piece over here. Uh, I think there's there's always things, right? There's always things that come up through a season, and our team did a phenomenal, phenomenal job of of handling those areas. Um, uh, probably more than any team I've been around, uh, or any team in terms of what they've gone through this season. Uh, but that said, uh, they're not excuses as to why we got the result we got. Well, again, I think you try you try and do your best in the, in the days leading into the game to to do that, right? To try and get your team focused on the task at hand and and remove itself as much as possible from what was in the past, and uh, and that's what you try and do every week. And then now after the game, you you know you go you look back and you say, hey, um, big picture wise, you try and take a snapshot and say, hey, we we did some really good things. I mean, winning 13 games and back in the division playoff game again. Uh, but then you come back to, at the end of the day, we're here to win a world championship, and, and that's what we're here to do. And, and we have to make every move possible in, in order for us to do that, um, or we're wasting our time here. Like, we are here to win a world championship. John, uh, yeah. how, how significant do the changes have to be to, to get to that, to get from, you know, 
understanding there's been a ton of success here, but to get over that playoff hump without getting the specifics, how, how significant the changes have to be? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because every year you start new, right? So that it'll be a new roster and a, and a new start to a new roster in, in the next couple of days here, and, and we have to reset things. Um, and you guys have heard me say before, you don't just pick up where you've left off the season before. Um, that's why that postseason evaluation is so important that we're honest with that evaluation and, and objective with uh, who we are and what we must become in order to get there. When you say that the last game kind of shapes you know, who you are, is it also looking at the other team that you didn't beat? For example, looking at all their pass catchers and the three guys they have and saying, like, hey, that's how they were built. You say it's a matchup league, too. It's also a copycat in your league. And this is maybe what we kind of want to evolve to, not that you want to be the Bengals necessarily, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the game is always evolving, right? And, and, and you're seeing – you're seeing speed on the field. You're seeing the team last night uh, with with the three receivers that have been mentioned already in here, um, the quarterback, and 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 then you're looking at, you know, what never changes is the offensive line and defensive line. So, um, you know, again, it's 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 about matchups. It's about playmakers. Um, in terms of just, I'm talking about roster overall, and um, you know, I'm confident in our players and who we have. Um, um, and we'll look to continue to add to that mix. Hey, Sean, you, looking at the roster, as you said, does it seem like it's a daunting chance? Every year is daunting in terms of rebuilding. But you've got 21 unrestricted guys this year. And you mentioned the salary cap going to be a challenge. Does it feel like maybe it's a bigger task this offseason to just be, you know, retooled maybe? Every year is a, a new challenge. When I, when, when I got here in 2017, um, uh, we had a ton of free agents then also, and, and we had very little cap room and, and didn't have all the draft picks, right? So we found a way through that, and we'll find a way through this. That's what we do, and uh, that's the vision moving forward. How would you assess uh, Spencer Brown's second season? Uh, I think, you know, there were some ups and downs, uh, like, like anyone um, overall. I mean, um, you know, what's interesting for an offensive tackle is it's such a unique position, call it different than maybe guard or center, that – when there's more and more film out there of, of, of a player, in this case Spencer, people study the heck out of it, right? And so they know your strengths, they know your weaknesses almost sometimes as, as good as you, you do yourself. So you, he, he and, and we, in this case, have to continually reinvent ourselves and grow in the offseason. Um, I think he had um, some moments when he was really good and you could say, hey, that was really strong play against a good pass rusher. And then some other ones where you'd say, hey, um, you know, do we need to add a chip to help out here? And, and you don't want to have to do that all the time. That'll be one of the things we, we talk about uh, in the evaluation starting tomorrow. Um, you know, that's ta been talked about way back when, when we first picked up Christian, and, and we'll just see where it goes. You know, we'll see. I don't think anything's off the table at this point. He's a young player, and he's very athletic. Um, that being said, you would like to get a young player in one position and let him go and let him grow, you know, in terms of development. Trumaine's one of those unrestricted yep. agents that Sal just mentioned. I guess now that his year is complete, how do you feel like he performs? Yeah, I thought he had his best year. I really believe that. I think um, you saw him grow from a leadership standpoint. You, you saw him grow um, from a performance standpoint. Um, and I know he's 
Uh, he's just got that attitude that, that he wants to continue to, to improve. You know, I think that's a, it depends on the game overall. You know, like some games I thought we did, some games I thought uh, maybe not enough. Um, you know, um, Steph is always going to, you know, be our, be our main guy out there in terms of what he did this year for us and, and the guy that we want to get the ball to. Um, um, but overall, probably more than anything, just too many drop balls overall. I think those, those came, to, came, came to haunt us at times. Uh, no, just perspective, you know, and, uh, and and telling them how honored I am to coach to coach them and, and be around and work alongside of our staff, and um, and then just making sure they handle the off season the right way and and that they keep their chins up. And uh, the other thing I told them is the lessons that they that they learned from this season and some of the adversity they'll they'll they'll, they'll carry with them the rest of their of their lives. You've had a chance now to look back on them, uh, the, the fourth and ten punt. <clears throat> Fourth and give me the fourth and two. Uh, fourth and ten from there, forty-one uh, in the first half, uh, late, and then it was a fourth and two, I think, from, uh, from your twenty. Yeah, fourth and ten from the minus forty-one, and the score was was what there, Jay? Uh, Seventeen-seven. Um, yeah, you know, I felt like fourth and ten. If I give them the ball there with with what time was left on the clock, they got a legitimate chance to score again, and didn't feel good about that uh, based on how we were playing at that point defensively. And then fourth and two, um, backed up, and it was still late in the, th I'll be at the third, late in the third quarter, it was in the third quarter. And I know with Josh Allen, um, never to panic. And if, I, if, if we go for that and, uh, and they don't get it, and we don't get it, possibly the game's already over right there. And so I declare the game instead of giving Josh Allen a true chance to win the game. Well, I think our locker room is, is pretty solid from a culture standpoint, and that's led by Josh and, and the leaders that we already have here. Um, you know, that said, as I said before, um, and I mentioned this before, it's, you know, culture is important. Um, beyond that, you've got to be able to make plays, right? And, and I'm not saying with respect to the guys you mentioned, I'm saying just you can't have um, a players like me in the locker room who can't make the play. We've got to find guys that can make plays that are matchup problems and, and challenges for people and that they and their playmakers. Where does it make me sound when the team that won thirteen games closed close the season recently yesterday with an eight nothing eight run beat Kansas City. Is it possible that this team has taken a step back behind Cincinnati and Kansas City at this point, given where both both those teams are and where you were a year ago perhaps? Well I mean that's that's I think for for us to truly evaluate, and, and I'm not being negative here, but I'm also not being unrealistic, like in terms of like, um, you know, overly positive. Like we, we're a good football team, and this thing is has been we've been good for for a number of years. Uh, the goal is to win a to win a world championship. So for us to have a true evaluation of where we're at, we have to we have to 
be objective with ourselves and say, hey, where are we? And, and, and then go through each, each player and each coach, and that's what you do. You evaluate the whole thing, the injuries, you know, all that. You evaluate everything. Um, and we have to do that. Uh, you look around the division, the division is improving, right? The gap is closing as far as that's concerned. So um, if we didn't do that, we wouldn't be doing it the right way. So um, I know that's going to be my challenge to, to everyone in the organization is starting with ourselves, starting with myself. Um, let's, let's go back and look at everything and make sure we're just not doing it just because we did it that way last year because, because the gap in some cases is closing in terms of, of in the division in particular. In the AFC, or you, yeah, it's it's as good as I mean when you talk about the just the supply, because um, I certainly know some of those quarterbacks better than others, having played against some and not others. But um, the supply is definitely pretty deep. Um, but that's I think that's a good thing for the league, and and that's what you want. I mean, you want good competition, and you want to be challenged, and that's that's part of the reason why we do this is is you're up for the challenge, and so. Um, but that's also what, why and. And, and, and the reason why we must continue to grow. And um, we have to answer that question of, can we, can we compete at that level? Can we handle those quarterbacks? And, and who must we have to help us do that? In terms of giving that again in the beginning? Um, Well, I just think, you know, again, I, I'm not going to say what we were best at. I just feel like we're trying to be objective and truthful with where we are um, at each position as an organization, as a team, and what we, we must do to move it forward. And, um, and I think that's the, the, the most critical thing we can do right now for, for this football team. Yeah, same. I have not talked to, have not had an update from Nate yet. So um, I think I heard Jordan told you guys he had the torn um, rotator cuff. So I um, applaud him for playing with that yesterday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 